Welcome to Fitspeak, the Fraser Valley's fitness, wellness, and endurance sports podcast. I'm Kevin Hines. We're brought to you by Wenting Cycle and Mission. Here's your Wenting's word of the week. It is health. Mention that word to Bruce or any staff member the next time you are at Wenting's and you'll win a prize. It's just that easy. Once again, your Wenting's word of the week is health. We're also brought to you by TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport. With the running season in full swing, it's time for you to take a swing at a personal best. Whether that's a 5K, 10K, or even a marathon, TriJoy can help. We'll meet with you in person to discuss your goals, make a training plan, and give you the support you need to achieve them. Email for your free in-person consultation. It's TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport. On our program today, some fun food for thought, as we'll be giving you the lowdown on a piece of fitness equipment that you may have heard of. Yes, it's the Fit Flops take on the Shake-A-Wake. Things were also shaking up a few weeks back at Chilliwack at the Cultus Lake Triathlons, and we have your Fitspeak at the races for that rain-soaked day. Starting things off, however, it's the second part of our interview with Winston Gao. He's the guy who started off doing sprint distance triathlons, went as fast as 10 hours and 10 minutes in an Ironman, and then, to get better as a triathlete, has gone back to sprint distance racing. In this segment of the interview, Winston tells us about some of the friendly rivalries he's had in the sport, how his relationship with Jen Morose has made him a faster runner, and the race he's currently training for. So tell us about the uh, rebirth, Winston 3.0, and a time where, you know, Jen's wisdom and your reflection and, you know, everything seemed to converge and you had a, a great trap on. Because I know you had that story about the sun run going faster than ever at the ripe old age of 32. But uh, tell us about a trap on where the new wisdom uh, all seemed to come together for you. One race. Oh. Uh, specifically a triathlon, if you can can remember that. For and, and while you're thinking about that, I was going to say, um, if it wasn't this race, I know this race probably would have been one of the top results. And it was over in Oliver a couple of years back, where was it that you passed five or six people uh, in like the finishing shoot to jump from sixth to, to second, or did you, uh, or was it another race? Your your story to tell, dude. Uh, well. <laughs> You know, it's the sprint distance. I kind of stopped. I did. I did version 1.0. Did sprint for like three or four years. So after 2008, I stopped doing sprints, mm. and I actually took a nine-year hiatus nine of, the sprint, years? Okay. of sprint, sprint distance. So mm. it's almost like I quasi-retired on the sprint <laughs> distance yeah. until. And then since then, I've kind of done pretty well, but consistency is my main focus. Like not really one race that kind of maybe the Oliver was. But it's funny because I think of it as more of a consistency approach. Like mm. it's like it's like I, I don't want to be too good at one race, but I want to be consistent. I'd rather rather be consistent over five races. Mm. Like, it's because doing the sprint, you have the ability to race more frequently. More frequently. Yes, absolutely. So you can work on those tactics. Mm -hmm. You can work on your practice those transitions and yeah. practice your your strategy and all these other stuff that doesn't rely on fitness. Mm. So Oliver was one. I think Cultus was another and. Elk Lake is another, like, they're, they're all really fun. Uh, I don't know if I can just pick narrow it down to just one. So what specific things have you become better at since you've refocused on the shorter distances and 
Yeah, I think it's the full package. Like you, you can't just have the swim bike run. I think you can still beat people in transitions, and mm -hmm. that's my joke. Is like mm -hmm. someone might be faster, fitter wise, but if they take two minutes to change at T one. You're just handing two years of swim fitness to me, <laughs> and and I, I I I would I would have no mercy on taking advantage of those two minutes. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when you look at the results, like oh, people beat you by ten seconds, and I'm totally content with that because I think if you look at these world champions like Mario Mola and like they can put in their hundred percent on race day, and if they finish six on that day, they're totally happy with that result. Well. Because they can't control who shows up. Like if, if there's happened to be five guys that are just better on that day and just did everything better, mm -hmm. I think you got to respect your competition, right? But on the other hand, if I won a race and I only deliver eighty percent of my true fitness, I think I'd be more upset at myself because I feel like I left like ten minutes or something on the table, and I feel like I didn't deliver my best, right? Mm -hmm. So there's that that kind of like my three mindset. Like mm -hmm. I'd rather be consistent and put in my hundred percent. And then let the results speak for itself. Like, don't try to control the results. Yeah. If you don't have your consistency, right? So regardless of how well you place in the race, it's more of uh, your own personal execution yeah. on race day that gives you the greater satisfaction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you need to work on? Winston 4.0, what does that look like? I don't, no, no, it's still a 3.0. Oh, we're still, okay. Because I think it might be a six-year phase of each and... Mm -hmm. Definitely lots of things to work on, but the fun thing about our sport is there's always something. It's continuous learning, right? And relearning, as relearning. some of us athletes find out from time to time. I took a nine-year hiatus on the sprint distance, so, so there, I mean, I think I brushed it off too early. Like, mm. maybe doing three years of sprint maybe wasn't enough for me. Maybe I should have... Mm stuck it out a little bit longer but I did take a seven six year progression to 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 the long distance but but now I have this I, I, I kind of have the short course bug right mm -hmm. I mean I've tried the short course bug training on a long course in Boulder yes and uh, uh, what did you learn from that experience Winston <laughs> so the first hour you're holding back all your watts you're holding back everything and it feels like you're just like just like just waiting 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 but then the last nine hours of the delivery, <laughs> it just feels like you're giving birth. It's like so painful. <laughs> but if you look at the overall time, it was still very consistent to what I did in, the, mm. in my 2.0 days. So I think in terms of athlete quality, you're still pretty much the same level, right? It's just, I think one of the slightly different things is you might modify your weekend workouts to maybe two slightly longer workouts instead of doing more short course focus, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What was your motivation to jump into that race anyway? Because it was a year that you, by the sounds of it, through previous conversations, you just wanted to do the shorter course stuff, but yeah. yet you found yourself in Boulder I got, at, at altitude I got on a hot day. Yeah. <laughs> I got backed into a corner. Uh, this sounds my, fun. My second cousin's two, two sons, uh, both living in uh, Colorado, Fort Collins. Fort Collins, yeah. uh, Oh, you know. Home of WWV. There's a story there. Oh, should we? <laughs> that, that's for the shortwave radio podcast, WWB, the Fort Collins, Colorado. Okay, so for another day. So, family, friends, road trip, lifestyle, those are kind of like my foundation for doing long course, mm -hmm. you know. And the two boys, they wanted to see me do the, the, the Boulder Ironman race. I'm like, okay, you know. So, is sure. this Uncle Winston? 
I'm second cousin to oh, okay. my, so their mom is my, and, and me are second cousins. Okay. Both of our dads are cu- first cousins. Okay. Uh, so they're they are once removed. So I guess cousin uncles or yeah, second cousin, know, yeah, second cousin once removed. So they wanted to see second, and they're both swimmers. So mm-hmm. it was. It's kind of neat. like real swimmers or triathlon swimmers. No, they're well, they're they're real. Like the little Bryce, so they're they're real swimmers. No, nope. yeah, no, they're 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 swimming probably as quick as I am or or faster. And how old? Uh, I want to say both in their teens. One's a little later teen. One's mm-hmm. like earlier teen. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure the exact age. So, what were the names of the fellows who encouraged you to do this crazy Ironman in Boulder? There's two local local guys here at. Um, Andrew Shelton, Shelton and uh, and Stu uh, Grunderson. Mm-hmm. So they both from Vancouver. They both they both wanted to do uh, they 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 like Ironmans and and they both they both wanted to do it with me as well. So and we we did uh, I think we did Andrew uh, the three of us have done Muskoka the one and only Muskoka the Ironman, one and only yes Ironman as well and maybe if you were to rank of all the Ironmans I've done I mm-hmm. think that one might be my 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 biggest highlight. Why is that? It was my first time cracking not only top fifty but top one hundred overall. Overall, there was no pros, so let's add you know thirty people there and mm. still crack top one hundred. Wow! It was a tough course, like the highway heat on the highway run. It's kind of neat. You you come out of the eighteenth hole course at Deer Horse at Deer Horse. A resort and so and then you do like the hotel style changing <laughs> so it was really uh it was kind of neat to see a community like that embrace it and i think they even jacked up the bike course too there was this little stretch along seaweeds that was added on because they complained that the route around all the bay of lakes was wasn't a quite 180 so <laughs> they actually took took that too hard and made the course harder but <laughs> i love these tough like i think yeah. my style of racing i like the tough Tougher the better. Well, as long as it's safe, yeah. reasonably. I mean, Boulder was not easy at all. But mm-hmm. Boulder was like 39 degrees Celsius. Yeah, hot day. People were Instagramming saying, the people spectating said they had to cheer inside because they just couldn't stand it outside. Like, Whoa. think of the athletes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was high altitude too, so if you're from Vancouver or like... Oh, yeah, like, that's, that's not playing to your strengths. That's ocean level versus going to <laughs> altitude. But uh-huh. yeah, so Muskoka was there. But then when you did, uh, well, I mean, this was after Muskoka, then you had some crazy fast time. And the last time I was talking to you, you said, well, that's almost like cheating when you went to uh, Arizona. Arizona. And and you were like in the nines or something silly? No, no. No. Still 10, 10 10.06. 10.0, 10 with a zero. My goodness. But I, I never say that time without, like, I cannot say that time proudly. I know <laughs> I would have to add a caveat, you know, that was a... If I was to do a course <laughs> entirely downhill, yeah. below sea level, and it started with a 9 or a 10 nowadays, I mean, that would be plastered on. But tell us about your race, sorry. <laughs> Arizona, there was also a couple of friends from, I think, Wisconsin and Iowa was meeting us halfway there. Uh, we had some local friends here. Uh, Brendan Neff, another pro tri- pro triathlete back in the day. Uh, no, it was a good trip. Um, I think in general, it was it was it was very humbling to see my friend Brendan do the race because he had a fast time too, uh-huh. and he actually crushed his Arizona time on harder courses. Hmm. On like, so it, it planted the seed that you can crush your fast times. Huh. 
So, but, but my channel sucks is nothing to really break. Like, well, let's just hide that. Well, I, I thought we had to, 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 to mention that. Um, let's talk again about the improvements that you're looking forward or you're focusing on for the future. So right now, I mean, you've got a pretty good triathlon game going. Uh, we're going to call this interview, I think, um, Winston and the Art of Triathlon. Oh, okay. Based on a, a book. But um, Achilles heel, yeah. something you don't want your enemies, if we're using the art of war, is uh, what don't you want your enemies to know well, about I think your triathlon? They know me very well. <laughs> yeah. Usually when I do have a Do you have enemies? I mean, that, that, no, not no. that I know of, because no, you're no, not the kind of guy that would, you know, uh, incite that. Other than anybody who you've passed there's, there's in the finishing shoot. They're not enemies. They're just familiar faces yes. sharing the podium that yeah. I always see. It's, okay. it's the same people that keeps beating you. But... Mm. but uh, it, it, my Achilles heel is definitely to swim, and when I have a good swim, people are like, "Oh, did I have a bad swim, or did you just?" So you are kind <laughs> of the the bellwether. But, but do you know what? Triathlon is a continuous learning sport, and maybe after this race season, I can sit down and maybe dedicate like a December swim block or something. And those swim blocks really set yourself up well for a race season. And to do it now would be too late. You gotta you gotta do that hard work in the winter time. And, yeah. Yeah, no, but it makes me excited. There's always something that you can work on in the wintertime, right? Mm -hmm. And take a break from all the all the other all the crazy other stuff. Yeah, maybe limit the running to three or four days a week <laughs> if you if you're obsessed with that. No, I actually don't run that much. No, only recently I've been running more, and I don't know if my coach, I don't know if Jen told you this, but mid July I actually like I actually stopped training for for swimming and biking already. Mm. So I'm already in my build phase for uh, for marathon training. I got into Berlin. Uh-huh. And, and when's that? Uh, end of September. So it's right mm. after Cultus. Uh -huh. So I'm kind of just tacking on Cultus as just just, mm. just seeing friends. And, mm. and uh, but uh, like, you know, marathon training is tough on the legs. And, and it's funny, it still makes you a very fit triathlete, a multi-sporter. Mm -hmm. uh, do you say triathletes or a multi-sporter? Uh, um, depending on our mood, I think. <laughs> but basically, uh, all that marathon training really sharpens the legs. And the legs can still bike hard and still run hard. So, so I think you can still do well in triathlon doing just marathon training. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to find out, I yeah, guess, at Cultus Lake. Cultus Lake, yeah, mm -hmm. let's see. Great at sprints, accomplished at Olympic distance. No, 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 not, um, not at all. Let me build it up. Um, okay, let's cut to the question. Favorite distance of uh, triathlon as it stands right now and today is Wednesday, September 4th. I think 3.0 Winston is definitely a sprint kind sprint of guy mm -hmm. because I love that distance. It's just, it, it focuses on everything. You can't just be a fast runner. You can't just be a fast biker. You can't be a fast swimmer. You have to be... Like putting on socks, that gets you worried because, you know, if you waste 10 seconds here, you better make that up because you don't want it to be come down to a 10-second sprint, right? Mm -hmm. And that kind of urgency really gets my heart racing yeah. right now. Of course, 2.0 Winston would have said, you know, half iron or four iron. And mm -hmm. then 1.0 Winston will probably just, you know, just let's, let's just get it done kind of deal, right? <laughs> yes. Um, but, yeah, no, favorite distance, definitely sprint. Any secret weapons that you possess you know what, you know, this is not really secret, but swim, bike, run, there's actually two secret legs in there, right? Swim, run, bike, run, and then another <laughs> run. And the funniest thing about the aqua bike that we did this year mm -hmm. is you can still, there was a long transition at Oliver, right? Oh, always is, yeah. So 
you, you said I, you were crushing me in Oliver. <laughs> um, that was my only in the swim. That was my sixth race in five weekends, and I think it was you know even doing the aqua bike was a little bit asking a lot, and I was just so tired after the swim, and like oh finally got to the run. I can actually exert my level of fitness on the run, and so Jen was kind of watching, and she's like oh it's so funny because everyone's just taking their time out of the swim, and you see this one guy just booking it. And yes, that was your run for the day. Yeah, and then I did the bike, and then actually uh, I think Keith Keith Kendall yeah. Keith local local. World, 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 you know, champion. I don't know how you call it. Aqua biker. Aqua biker. He was, he was surprisingly like within minutes, one minute of my time. And it came down to that T1. And really? He actually crushed me on the swim so much that I don't think our bike really offset it. It was, it came down to that transition time. Really? So that transition time is my secret. Uh, <laughs> yes. So there's two extra legs in the triathlon. It's actually two more run bikes. Mm -hmm. If you're a runner, that, that really helps. It does. And, and that fitness and um, putting her down in between the two. But it is a race, seconds, right? You yeah. don't pause the watch and like, oh, let's just get to the next portion. Yeah. You, you actually, that is a very, it's, it's one of the, one of the skills that you can learn as you mature as a multi-sporter I think mm -hmm. 1.0 wouldn't have cared at all wouldn't I would have have, you have to be invested to, to, to develop the speed and transition yeah. I mean you know uh, when we're out there as beginners we want to finish the race if we can finish with a bit of dignity that's great and you know depending on who shows up you know there's this magical place called the podium which we visit <laughs> once in a while but uh, that doesn't take you know going out to the local parking lot and just practicing those transitions the cards fall where they are but not once just you get on the but watching mm. i think there's so much to be learned watching watching others mm -hmm. doing it so that's the first piece of advice you'd give to somebody uh, as they want to uh, improve as a triathlete what would be two other hints that you'd give say an average age grouper um, regardless of distance yeah. in order to uh, be faster be faster. Okay, so the objective is more power, you know, more efficiency, better ability to execute. Those are the skills that you kind of need. You can't just be fit. Like I think people focus way too much on fitness. So uh, let's pull those two strands together. So um, what's the difference, how you see it, between fitness and fastness? Fastness. <laughs> Well, you can still be fast not being fit. I think you can still, like, if, if you look at the results and you see the transition times are very competitive, mm -hmm. then you can accept, you know, you know, your time is what it is. But if someone beats you and you took two minutes to change, you definitely, there's some potential, there's some room for improvement there, right? Okay, so transition number one, what are the other two? What are the other two? I think recovery is yeah. probably a big one too, because like like I said earlier, I was racing six, so your expectations kind of be kind of be realigned. Because mm. when you're racing six times, there's no way you're going to peak for any of those races. Yeah. You're going to be peaking for none of those. <laughs> but if you do want to peak for a race, you do want to you do want to set aside proper proper build up and proper recovery. And yeah, and maybe this leads to the third point is really enjoy your recovery because quite often you see people getting injured not from the actual training not from the actual racing but coming back after the Everest mm -hmm. <laughs> so I, I take my recovery pretty seriously and I think I think it's probably one of the biggest things to work on right of Let's, course of course you always want more recovery but 
you, you kind of sometimes just have to balance it with yeah. those things called jobs <laughs> and then those responsibilities at home. And then there's this whole triathlon thing. I'm and very then, lucky to have yeah. Jen to mm. support my endeavors. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't think I'll. <laughs> yeah, have, having the right I'm partner. Getting a lot is more like pushback. <laughs> money in the bank. I mean, you can, you know, it's it. It can be a certain limiter. She's, she's the opposite of a pushback. Yeah, <laughs> I think she's a pull forward. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Pull you up, right? Yeah. And you do me... the same for her. Uh, she doesn't coach me. She has a more elite coach, but uh, but I, I support her in other ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she knows way more than me. I, I'm just I'm still a student to the sport. <laughs> um, she she knows way more than me. And you know, there's a joke. What's that? I tell my dad. You know, you know, I did so and so at this race, taught whatever, whatever. And then he's like, brush this all off. He's like, you have a good coach. <laughs> you know, I think he recognized that. Yeah. 3.0 Winston has a good coach now. So <laughs> let's keep the good coach. Yes, let's keep the good, keep co the go good coach going. So let's talk about how about recovery. So let's put you in a situation. You're, you're in mission. Okay. And you go for a great bike ride on the hills on Dudney Trunk Road, <laughs> and you do a, a 15 or 20-minute transition run. It's a beautiful day, let's say, in the month of April. Okay. You just finished the workout. You're feeling great. What is the first thing you grab for, for nutrition? On the record or off the record? For our FitSpeak listeners. I would go for the, the burger and pancakes. Really? And hey? the Slurpees. And... <laughs> I think it, it kind of started from when I was a child. Yeah. I think these stories kind of, the reason, the reason why I'm so into these is I think, uh, well, you know, my, my parents are Asian and we were forced to do um, piano lessons oh, every Friday. Okay. And the only thing we looked forward to yeah. was McDonald's at the end of Friday evenings. So that we were, was the huge carrot. It wasn't a carrot. It was more like a quarter pounder then, with... Uh, court, the big extra. I think oh, that was okay. my favorite. But uh, the Slurpee story was, I think our neighbors, they had two, it was two twins. Uh, and we were always go to like their grandma's place in, in Richmond and mm -hmm. we would help with some farm work. And then we get rewarded with these Love. super, super sweet Kool-Aids that you wouldn't drink now. <laughs> but then we also drank Slurpee, which seemed like a diluted version of Kool-Aid. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and so that kind of planted the seed with all the Slurpees, all the, I don't know if I should get sponsored by Slurpee. But, <laughs> well, but, well, you know, 7-Eleven has been known to sponsor some cycling teams. Maybe they'll uh, get back into but sponsoring traveling. I mean, those are, those are really good after the race or after a workout because, you know, you're craving those minerals, you're craving those calories mm -hmm. and, you do want to replenish 20 minutes after your, your, your hard activity. Um, but I, I do try to generally eat healthy-ish, like pasta. Mm. I usually have a big bowl of oatmeal. Like I, That's for breakfast? Yeah, usually the, usually the races I do best in is usually setting up good nutrition leading up to the race. Yeah. But you asked me uh, post, post. Yes. Yeah, post-race. Well, we'll... Uh... Thank you for your time. But before we totally let you go on this beautiful afternoon here in the month of September in uh, New Westminster, we're going to ask you the traditional fit speak final question. Oh. I hope you've been preparing for it <laughs> adequately. The question is this. If you, Winston, could be an animal other than a human being, what animal would you be? And tell us why. I'll be my cat. <laughs> a cat? Not just any cat, your cat. Uh, maybe not my cat, but I'll be a cat. A cat. What kind of cat? Like house cat or house cheetah? Cat. Or house cat. House cat. Yeah. Why is that? Uh, I don't know. I, I guess I guess our personalities are pretty similar. Yeah. I still take care of uh, 
so Brendan left his cat with me, and mm-hmm. and he's a really adorable cat. And he he was a little bit of a maybe jerkish at first, but as you get to know him, he actually converted me into a cat. I was never a cat person growing up. Oh. I had all all other pets. Oh. I was always allergic to cats, and mm. and and then when I moved in with a couple of roommates, I yeah. thought, oh, I'm not going to do so this well with the cat. Tough, yeah, but then my body got used to it. So maybe these micro ex, ex, exposures was yeah. not good because the, you got you got you know you got allergic. But then when you live with a cat, your body's kind of like immune to it. Like mm. now I'm perfectly fine. Wow. And yeah, no, no, cat. He's self sufficient. He teaches me how to <laughs> feed him and. He's a perfectly healthy cat. Fourteen、mm. pounds. Wow! Big cat. Big, big, cat. big bone.、Mm-hmm. It's not chubby. Big bone. <laughs> well, Winston, thank you so much for your time. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you for your time and having me on the on the podcast. And here's your Fitspeak seventy nine at the races. We're featuring the results from another rain-soaked day at the Cultus Lake Triathlons that were held earlier in the month, as the final race of the year for the Dynamic Race Event Series. We'll kick things off with the sprint distance, and it was local guy Anthony Toth who won in one hour and three minutes. Second was Alex Troy, who was four minutes back, and capturing third overall in the sprint, we had David Gedge in one hour and nine minutes. The women's podium was a much closer affair. On top, there was April Saint Pierre in one hour and 22 minutes. Second was Ashley Lloyd in one hour and 23 minutes, and just 20 seconds back for bronze, it was Teresa Price. In the standard distance race, the winning females were part of the French Connection. Lauren Babinau for gold in two hours and 16 minutes. Almost 20 minutes back in second was Catherine Lavoie, and in third we had Cindy Lapointe in two hours and 32 minutes. With the men, a dude has who has won every triathlon he's done this year. Once again, Brentwood Bay's Robert Johnson topping the podium in just under two hours. For second, Fabio Brattani, and for third, the up-and-coming Colin Jepson with a clocking of just under two hours and 10 minutes. The race that had the least amount of participants was also the longest event on a very long and wet day. But the person who was on the course for the shortest amount of time was Joshua Chambers. He did the 2K swim, 90K bike, and 21K run in four hours, 41 minutes. Three minutes behind him, we saw Dustin Quigley, and for bronze, it was Joel Grico in four hours and 51 minutes. The female podium had Kia Wheeler finish in five hours eleven minutes. Chilliwack's Angela Froze finished second in five forty-three, and for bronze in the women's half iron, it was Squamish's Sarah Greenwood. She did it in five hours and forty-nine minutes. And that's your Fitspeak seventy-nine at the races. Welcome back to another edition of Fit Flops, a lighthearted look at fitness gone all wrong. On our previous episodes, we told you about such crazy contraptions such as the sweatsuit, the thigh master, and exercise in a bottle. 
This week's FitFlop comes to us from the Livestrong and WebMD websites. And this week's cash-grabbing culprit is actually still available in stores and, of course, as part of the limited-time offer on late-night television. It is the Shake Weight. If you haven't seen one of these things before, it kind of looks like a small dumbbell. There's two sizes, a 5-pound version for women and a 10-pound version for men. The supposed magic behind the shake weight is something the makers call dynamic inertia, which, when you stop to think about it, kind of sounds like marketing gobbledygook for movement. What you're supposed to do with the shake weight is move it in a jerking motion, very similar to a motion that would probably get you thrown out of your local Tim Hortons. Yeah, that kind of motion. Depending on the angle in which you held it and shook the device, it would supposedly activate the muscles in that part of the body. Shake it high for bigger traps, shake it lower for forearms. Well, that's how the hucksters wanted you to believe it anyway. However, the reviewer on WebNB was unimpressed. After spending some time with the shake weight in the privacy of his own home, here's what he had to say. For a muscle to be fully stimulated, resistance must be applied through a full range of motion. The shake weight does not deliver this and will not result in the same muscular activity as a traditional dumbbell exercise. Furthermore, a muscle improves when it's continually challenged with increased resistance and targeted with a variety of exercises. Therefore, very little, if any, result should be expected with the shake weight. So maybe instead of shelling out the 20 or 30 bucks American, which is about the same as 100 Canadian, you take the money, buy a couple of used dumbbells off Kijiji, watch a couple of reputable YouTube videos, and start toning up your triceps, your biceps, and the rest of your arms in a more effective way. For the Fit Flop of the Week, I'm Kevin Hines. And that's it for another edition of FitSpeak, the Fraser Valley's fitness, wellness, and endurance sports podcast. FitSpeak is brought to you by Wenting Cycle and Mission. Your Wenting's Word of the Week is health. Once again, your Wenting's Word of the Week is health. We're also brought to you by TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport. Whether your goals are iron, golden, or ultra, our low client-to-coach ratio ensures you get the one-on-one time you deserve to achieve your potential. It's TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport. See the link at the bottom of this page to book your free consultation and goal-setting session. We'd like to thank our guest, Winston Gao, and wish him the best of luck in the Berlin Marathon. Coming up next time on Fitspeak, we'll have your upcoming event schedule. Kevin Watt will be back for social media shout-outs. Zach is back with Between the Ears, and we'll have a future interview with Vancouver Mountain Runner Benoit Binat. For all of us at Fitspeak, I'm Kevin Hines. Thanks for listening.